Welcome to the We Ship It podcast, everyone. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a book that was probably on your summer reading list, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Yes, this book does not fully center around the relationship of Tate and Kaya, though it's really important and they are today's couple. Um, However, the themes of relationships in general, it's huge in this tale. So let's dive in. Let's. Hey, we are here on episode seven, and this week was my pick. This tale is a murder mystery, a love story, a tale about family relationships, and so, so much more. That's why I wanted to talk about it with you all. Yes, and thank you so much, Devin, for introducing me to this book. Um, I read it just for the podcast, but literally could not put it down (laughs) the entire time. The descriptions are incredible. The story keeps you guessing until the very end. And Kaya, I think it's Kaya, right? They would pronounce it Kaya. So. Kaya is just, she's such a unique and wild character, and I just love her. I mean, there are certain things I don't love about her, but I, in general, just think she's awesome. So. I am thrilled that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that I chose a book that you you enjoyed. (laughs) Yay! So without further ado, let's give you a brief summary As we always have to mention, if you haven't read Crawdads and you are considering it, spoiler alert, um, we are going to go into detail about the plot of the story and analyzing it. And specifically because this is a mystery novel in a sense, like we're going to be giving away huge plot points. So please do not listen ahead before you get reading. (laughs) Um, There's honestly too much in the story to try summarizing it quickly, but we're going to do the best that we can. We highly recommend that you go on and read this tale yourself. Um, But basically, Kaya grows up in a marsh in the 1960s, and everyone in her family slowly abandons her. Her father was abusive and was the last to leave her at a young age. She has to fend for herself, and she meets a number of great and helpful people along the way, like Jumpin' and Maybell, who own a local store and give her clothing and materials she needs in return for fish and mussels that she spends the wee hours of the morning catching. There's also Tate, who teaches her to read, and who eventually she falls in love with. The two fall in love in their teenage years, and eventually Tate has to leave for college, but promises to come back. He breaks that promise, and Kaya decides never to let anyone in again. Fast forward years later, and she has a different kind of relationship with a boy from town, Chase Andrews, who, as we find out in later chapters, is murdered in 1969. So it's a two-year comparison, not comparison, but it flashes back and forth between present day and Mm -hmm. the past, and it all leads up together in the end. Before that, the two are together for some years, until he marries someone else and continues an adulterous, abusive relationship with Kaya. Tate eventually comes back and tries to rekindle their friendship, but Kaya is not having it. Hopping now to after Chase's mysterious death, the town suspects Kaya, and Tate is with her every step of the way during the trial, helping to prove her innocence. He goes to every trial and sits behind her. Eventually, she is let go and found innocent. Kaya and Tate marry after professing their love, and she lives until she's in her 60s. 
After her passing, Tate finds a poem Kaya wrote admitting to killing Chase years ah! later. Okay, that <laughs> last couple of pages. Oh, Aren't they a whirlwind? Yes, and we're going to talk about it more lady, later. We will. <laughs> we're going to we talk will, about it more later. Um, this story is crazy, as you, as you guys can tell by the summary, but also anyone reading or anyone listening has probably read it too, and we encourage you all to read it because it's awesome. Um, but there's so much more that happens. This was such a bare bones summary that we gave. Um, so definitely take the time and, and, and read through it. It's great. Um, but without further ado, yeah, definitely. So without further ado, let's talk Tate and Kaya. Let's. So our first question, what is it that draws these two together? What makes their love so strong? Um, for me, I think their instant connection draws from a shared love for nature. Um, Kaya is the first girl that Tate meets that sees the world around her and doesn't try to let the world revolve around her. Mm -hmm. uh, most girls, they're like, oh, I want to be it all about me. I want it to be all about me. So they let the world focus around them where she lets the world revolve around her. Mm -hmm. um, she appreciates nature for what it is. Um, so he visits her in the marsh for several reasons. Um, some of the main ones being that he feels bad for her and the situation that she's in. Um, he knows about her father, he knows about her past, but he also knows that the town treats her with such disdain. Uh, Barkley Cove treats her poorly, calls her names, creates stories and myths around her, and even poses bets as to who will be the first one to have sex with her. Oh, um, so sad. I hate the really town is. boys in this freaking book. Yeah, they're the worst. They're the worst. Um, I, I honestly can't imagine being treated in this manner and mm -mm. having people talk about me, not really knowing who I was in the situation. Mm -hmm. um, but he also has mixed feelings for her in this, in the sense of ones he might have for a sister and those he might have for a lover. Mm -hmm. So he's caught up in this uh, mixture of feelings, but most of all, Tate is intrigued by her and her fascination with the world around her. When Kaya first interacts with him, it's through a game of leaving prize feathers and such in a milk carton. And this is her first interaction with someone other than her family for years. Um, right. Besides, like, her ventures out to get supplies and such. So Kaya not only falls for Tate's sensitive and caring nature, but she also is just yearning for someone, for something mm -hmm. in her life to fill the loneliness. And yep. Tate fills that void for her. Yeah, no, I definitely think that Kaya just, she desires having any long-lasting relationship. I think that's a huge motivator for her, mm -hmm. but I also think she does love Tate. I mean, she isn't going around desiring everyone, and even when she does desire a relationship with Chase, it's just not the same. Right. Um, I think a big part of her love for him stems from the fact that he was there for her when no one else was in a way that no one else was. So yeah. he taught her to read, to be self-reliant, and he loved her for who she was. He didn't try to change her, and he also wasn't bored by things that, you know, Chase would have been bored by or other people would have mm -hmm. been bored by. This was something, you know, this sense of, of self and being loved that she never experienced. And he was with her in some of her most before. raw moments as well. Like, for example, um, when she first has her period... Yes, and he's the there. Waiting, and I'm like, oh, oh that's God. such an awkward moment. But he he cares for her, and he's just like there, and he's like, I know what you, I I know 
I don't know what you're going through, but I know what you're going yeah, through. Yeah, it's great. And I'm not going to make this awkward. I'm not going to like make you feel bad about it. Like I'm going to help support you through it. It's a great thing because she doesn't feel shame around Tate. Whereas I yeah. think she specifically says that she feels shame when she's around Chase and like when he mm-hmm. comes into her house and all this stuff. And, you know, the sense of of, of self and, and being loved, but also loving yourself. She's never really experienced that from anyone before. No one's taught her that. But I think from Tate, she does. And he he truly loves her for herself. Right. He sees her as wild, but also pure and innocent. And she looks at the world around her and, and she's just innately smart. She just hasn't been given the societal tools to be like right. intellectual. No, she doesn't have the educational background. Yeah, and it's it's have. so much more than Chase's intrigue by her because Chase definitely has like something that links her to him because he ends up wearing that seashell necklace, which means like, okay, mm-hmm. he's not just doing this because he doesn't have something within him that like sort of seeks her. But I think Tate, more than that, legitimately loves her for who she is. And that's awesome. I, yeah, love, I that. love that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one, while this isn't a romantic tale um, through and through, there are aspects of love enveloped throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes this novel so powerful besides that? So this novel is so powerful because of the portraits of relationships that it paints. First off, like Kaya's family background, the betrayal she faces from people, her decision to stop giving herself away, um, and just her overall back and forth with love and what it means and with loneliness and what that means. It's a big conversation on what it means to love and what it means mm. to know someone and to truly trust someone. I, I love this story. So they just give yourself away. Mm-hmm, exactly. And and so while the relationships are very strong and the descriptions of those relationships are absolutely incredible, I think Owens just like really puts you in the moment for a lot of these things. Um, there's so much more to this tale than those stories, like those few stories about relationships. It, it right. also comments on good love versus bad love and what happens to love when it's lopsided or untrue or abusive. It, it takes you through a lot of different journeys and how Kaya walks through them, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely love this novel because it exposes the power of love um, and humanity's desperate need for connection. We have this mm-hmm. innate desire for human connection to feel, to touch, to love somebody. Yeah. Um. It's and it's clear in Kaya's case, like she reaches out to people, but she's always closed off. Um. So then she starts closing herself off to the world around her. Um. This poor girl loses everything, and <laughs> it's know. just so it's so painful to watch her it go really through is. this transition. Um, but you see her come through it and you see like this story is a testament to her strength and her power. Um, it also presents the idea that you, you get to choose your family. While Kyle's family abandons her, Jumpin and Mabel, um, two black community members, take mm-hmm. her in under their wings and raise Such her Such amazing from characters. My yeah, they, favorite they really character. <laughs> yeah, really? I love them. Um, I also love the beauty of Owen's writing. Her mm-hmm. tale is just crafted so beautifully, and it I is. absolutely love the time she puts into crafting it. Yeah, um, the symbolic nature of it all—it's just beautiful. I think that um, has to do with why we couldn't fit into a summary because the story right. itself was so reflective and so full that it's like you miss 
one sentence, you miss a whole detail yeah. of plot. Halfway and through, it's it, important. I was like, I need to start highlighting, but I didn't want to like ruin. I, I'm one of those people that. So sorry for all those out there that like to write in their books. I do. <laughs> I'm someone who's just like I can't do it. So I actually sometimes buy two copies of books and Devin, have one that's like a pure one and one that's like a written in one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, there were so many times that I wanted to like highlight in the book, but I was like, I'm already halfway through. There's no point in doing it now because um, it really is just beautifully written. It is. I, it's I also gorgeous. just enjoy the scientific elements that are presented oh, yeah. throughout it. Um, having taught biology for two semesters, kind of give or take, um, I've re- I've reacquired my love for science. And yeah. Owen mixes in her storytelling with the marsh and the marsh actually becomes almost like a character in the text itself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. I love that. I love the whole thing. It's just very beautiful. Um, but moving on, number three. So Arkaya and Tate good for each other. Uh, I think yes. Um, Tate is Kaya's one true love. Yeah. Although she doesn't always know it. Yeah. Um, he is her connection to the outside world. Tate breaks down her walls some he even helped build up in the first place um but he helps her open her heart and her mind to new possibilities he's the one that um gives her the idea of writing books or um, publishing books with her work in them um Mm -hmm. for tate kaya is real Um, yep she's not just some fluffy cloud that is fragile um she's one with nature and she breathes nature she's she's real she's not just some fantasy girl um she can stick up for herself and fight for her and fight her own battles um and she helps him fill his own gap in his heart that has been there ever since his mother and sister's car accident Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i agree i i think they are good for each other i i don't think kaya ever wanted to hold tate back and i don't think she would have done it either i think tate thought that she might at one point and that's why he was a coward but I think he did more than make up for his cowardice throughout mm-hmm. the end of the tale being there for her the way he was I believe that by standing by her side through something where everyone was trying to just throw this girl in jail right. like he he really showed her something about himself and his loyalty and I think I think their love is genuine or as genuine as it can be for someone like Kaya who sort of like hops from one experience to the to the other like as always her first time doing something. This girl has not experienced much of life. So I don't know how much she knows what love is or like if she really loves him. But I think that like from... from I think we are all born with that nature yeah. to know love, but it's the yes. learning of love that we have to get used yeah, to. Yeah, we have the potential in us to recognize it and to understand it because it's a feeling. It's not always something that's learned. But right. I don't think she ever had experience enough to recognize if Tate was the only one for her. Correct. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. But I think, I do think that they're good for each other. And obviously, like I said, she did also meet Chase and like she had different feelings for him and she was able to, she was able to parse those feelings and talk about she how they were different. She was able to de- de- decipher <clears throat> between them. She was able yeah. to like pick what she enjoyed about each one apart which is good in those relationships and that shows me it's probably a healthier relationship than Mm -hmm. originally on a first reading you might be like what the what did i just read (laughs) 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 but moving on (laughs) what other relationships does kaya have that help fill her emptiness um she has a bunch so Mm -hmm. like what are just some of your favorites 
Yeah. So favorites, but also not favorites. I mean, I love Mabel and Jump, and I told you this before. I think they're the yes. only two that were truly there from her, there for her from start to finish. They didn't leave her like Tate did, even though he was like ultimately her final destination. They were just there, and they saw a girl in need, and they gave her love. They gave her what she needed, and they didn't ask for anything in return. I mean, they ate this disgusting fish for a while that she would <laughs> smoke, and they just did it because they wanted to help her, and they didn't have all that much either, but they were just so generous. Generous. Um, mm-hmm. I, I they saw I, they saw someone who needed help, and they were just like, "I, I have this desire to help you out." Yeah, um, no, they definitely. weren't selfish. They weren't anything. They were just, "I see a need, and I'm going to try and fulfill it." Yeah, I think they were the only perfect characters, like not perfect, but like perfect re- in relationship with her. They were right. the only ones who had a perfectly healthy relationship with her. Um, and then, so another point in time that I thought was really interesting is when she was close with her pa. I thought that was weird because I, I'm so, I mean, he was abusive. So there's no, there's mm-hmm. no excuse for the stuff that he did. But in most books, you don't get the real side of, well, he, you know, like in an abusive relationship when someone says, well, well, there were other good times as well. So it was, right. it's harder for her to recognize abuse because he also wasn't always so abusive. And he also mm-hmm. had that moment where he had no one else and he kind of t- he kind of treated her like like left his left behind wife almost, if that's weird. Like he no, just sort no, of. you're not wrong. Yeah, he just sort of like for a weird period of time would take her out fishing and do all this stuff and he wouldn't like hurt her. But then he he went back to who he was eventually and left. I think it taught Kaya to be on her guard more because there are certain people that their bad habits can never be broken. And no no matter what, you know, for five minutes, if they're treating you well, I just think it was interesting that she even went into depth about about that. Um, and then lastly, I want to talk about Chase because screw that guy. Um, <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> the worst. I think I think the, having the relationship with him was necessary for Kaya so she could understand the difference between she a desire to, to feel loneliness and yeah. love. She needed to grow a little bit in her development of love. Yes. I think, although p- how painful it was, I think being with Chase helped her realize that. Yes. I but I can't stand him. Like I think it no, was a necessary <laughs> relationship, but I and I think I was predestined not to like him for some reason. Like he's not always bad to her. Obviously, he becomes abusive and he is, but there's a period in time where he's not like terrible and I guess he was running around with other people, but I always questioned why he wore that necklace she made for him. Like I know it's an infatuation he has. I think it's more of like a trophy that he's taking yes, from her. Yes, that, that was that's what I'm thinking. Is that it was more like I have. I have a piece is, of you. This is like my, um, like we had we put leashes on dogs. So this was like right. his reversal of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like his like uh, his ownership you. of her. Yeah. yeah, and it's gross. And I, but that's why I think in the end when she, you find out that she killed him, like <laughs> it's interesting because she finally frees herself almost and and mm-hmm. that's interesting I, I there's so many important things that happen because of chase but he's also a huge jerk and i just i don't like him <laughs> what about <laughs> you um so one in particular that i love is her connection with her mother mm-hmm. um even though she leaves the marsh ma is still a huge part of kyle's life and Fictitious how she moves ma. forward right um all she has learned from ma is put to the test for her survival it is not until years later that she learns why her mother left and never returned. Um, her mother never came back for Kaya because she was mentally unstable mm-hmm. when she left home, um, hardly registering that she was even leaving behind her children. Right. Um, so she was trying to save her own life. And when she sends a, la- a letter later on 
asking to see her kids. Pa says that he will beat them if she tries to see them, and he burns the letter so none of the other kids can see it. Um, not that they would be able to read it because they can't read, but regardless. Um, so instead, she remains in her room with her. Uh, she goes to her sister and paints oil paintings from her memories of them, of the, her children. And it's not until Kyle sees these paintings when Jody shows them to her that she knows her mom, how much she deeply loved right. her children. And right. that her love was um, unconditional even after she left them. Like, Right. Um, just the power of that was very beautiful to it's see. It's very powerful. And like we said, this this whole book when it comes to relationships is like, it's just a very strong commentary on a lot of different mm-hmm. kinds of relationships. Um, but moving on, question five, how does her parents' relationship impact Kaya's thoughts on love specifically? So as the story unfolds, readers learn more about Ma and Pa. It turns out Ma came from a higher class family, and when Pa left her, he promised a big life for her, um, which wasn't the case. Um, yet upon leaving, they realize that they're living they're going to be living in a marsh now so she tries Mm -hmm. to make the best of her life um she doesn't she doesn't leave him right away she tries to make the best of it she creates a life for them there with pa however kaya's father's promises never really come to fruition so Mm -mm. um in reality he just gets sucked into a world of alcohol and abuse and thus pushes his wife to the brink and has her desert her family for her own safety Mm-hmm. Um, Kaya doesn't ever want to experience a love that her f- mother went through. Yep. Yet she kind of does. Uh, I like know. Like she, she kind of goes into that same trap of love. With, um, yeah, with Chase. With Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see how that circle almost repeats itself in the mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. I And I think Kaya doesn't much understand love. And I think at one point she mentions not understanding the word. Um, because, and I, because her parents weren't there to like... <clears throat> to show it to her to show it yeah and i think it stems from her parents because she sees two people that are neglectful abusive and they drive Mm -hmm. each other into the ground um it it doesn't set her up to understand love very well and i don't think that she associates her parents with love even um so we don't really get memories from her about the two of them loving each other we hear memories about them from things that are written or from like a random side tangent on their life story but we don't get them from her perspective we don't hear kaya saying oh i remember when my parents were in the kitchen and they held hands or something like that it Mm -hmm. it never happens that she sees that i think from them she she more understands the concept of loneliness um and they teach her what it means to lose someone which is and heartbreak yeah and heartbreak it's it's sad it's not genuinely love i mean she has loving moments with her mother but that's about it right (laughs) sadly um it's hard yeah but next question uh does tate deserve kaya after abandoning her i i don't know how i feel about this one so i want to see what you feel about it first and then i'll go from there (laughs) i i do i have my thoughts usually i'm i'd be a little gray on a question like this i i think he does deserve her I think Ooh, when I first, yeah, when I first read about him coming back to see her to apologize, like when he missed July 4th, but he came back like randomly a week later and he saw her in the bushes and that's when he decided to be a coward and run away. Um, I was pissed. I was <laughs> pissed. But I think he more than makes up for it. Like I said before, I think he really just made an, in, not innocent, he made a childish mistake 
spending time in the real world and in college. He really should not have done it. Um, But we all make mistakes. And it it was his time away from her after that that made him realize he loved her. And and like I said, he made up for it. He he showed her loyalty in a different way. So I think he 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 got he he gets caught up in the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, He gets caught up in. Um, his job, he gets caught up in school, he gets caught up in impressing people, he gets mm-hmm. all these things that we don't think about, he gets pulled into, and then he's like, I don't necessarily want all of this, I want to be back where I was before right. with Kaya. And any 18-year-old or whatever, however old he is, is going to go through this when they go to mm-hmm. college. It's just a struggle of the normal person, and I think eventually he's strong enough to come back. He, he has weak moments, but he does come back. Yeah, this dude broke my heart, though. I, I was know. ashamed of him for leaving I was ash- her. Oh, my God. And the reason, do you remember, like, the specific he talks about? It, it says something yeah. like Chase or uh, Tate did come back for Kaya, and he saw her in the woods and was, like, scared of her as a wild mm-hmm. thing and didn't think she'd fit in. Oh, that pissed me off so much. Yeah, I was like, you selfish little. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible at that, yeah. mo- at that moment. So after, like, having finished the text, like, my first reaction was, like, like I said, like, you are so selfish. But then, like, having finished the text and some internal meditation on this dude, um, I haven't come to forgive him myself, but I, mm-hmm. I see where he's coming from. Um, like you said, he's a young adult. Um, he had his whole life ahead of him with dreams mm-hmm. of being a research biologist, and he didn't want to lead her on, so he leaves her. Mm-hmm. I, like, almost a gentlemanly thing to do. Like, I don't want to pull you along and i don't want to keep you on a thread so mm-hmm. i'm I, he should have talked to her though but he should have had a conversation he yep. was so he was such a coward and that he never tells her how he truly feels until years later when he's like i went into the world and i came back and i don't like it and i want to be with you i think that's um, a tale of a lot of like relationships though i feel right. like young love and then you like understand like you go out into the world and you find out that the only thing that really truly mattered was love i think it takes right. people generally a long time i think tate was a stronger character t- than to have done that though like i have almost a little bit of a bone a to pick respect. with owens like for for have make for having made him choose to run away because i don't think tate would have done that with tate's characteristics but mm-hmm. i think it was necessary for the plot of the book for it to happen oh yeah um, like I, I appreciate tate for his kind-hearted and the loving mm-hmm. man that he is but like that was just a line that you don't cross like this girl Especially has been through so girl. much he knows yeah he, he definitely and he knew he knew like this was going to destroy her but he's like i gotta do it because i can't face her and i'm mm-hmm. just like ah! which Get over yourself, young man. But <laughs> <laughs> if you really loved her, you wouldn't have done that. Question seven. How do Chase and Tate's relationships with Kaya differ? So in my mind, Tate and Kaya's relationship was all about learning to love together. Um, they were both young and were traveling this weird thing called love together. They also teach each other in the realm of life, too. Um Tate teaches Kaya how to read and write and how to interact with people, while Kaya teaches Tate about the um, intricacies mm-hmm. of nature and the world he lives in. I love seeing this relationship blossom. And their first kiss together was like straight out Aww. of the movies when they're I like um, spinning around because the the leaves are falling and the mm-hmm. wind's blowing them around them. So they're just like spinning around circles and they bump into each other. And then they're just like, 
plant one on each other. Yeah, yeah. get it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was just, like, a cool moment. It was. Um, But I just enjoyed seeing them grow together and to learn from each other. Like, not just, like, Tate being the all-educated one, teaching this savage girl. No, it's Mm -hmm. them both working together to try and figure themselves out, which I just appreciated so much. Oh, definitely. Um, Where Chase's relationship... however, was all sexual and lacked the growth of a real relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, He made promises to her just to keep her tied around his finger. And Kai was more of a thrill for him. Um, And I don't think he was ever actually in love with her. Me neither. I think apart from Chase being disgusting, (laughs) for one thing, uh, Tate loves Kaya. Chase loves her body. So Chase obviously, yes. you know, he runs around with other people, so he's not serious about marrying Kaya. But there's more to it than him just being scummy. Chase never understood her. With Chase, she never felt comfortable in her own house or in her own skin. With Tate, it was natural because he accepted her, which I thought was right. awesome. I think the best way we can see this, this difference, is when um, is through Chase's complete disinterest in her life work. I always thought that that was really interesting. That Every time she tried to teach him something about the marsh, whereas Tate would be like, that's awesome. Or like he would want to learn more. Chase would just not care. Oh, um, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And I, I love. Exactly. It's like, dude, what the heck? And I, I love the quote from the book. Quote, like most people, Chase knew the marsh as a thing to be used to boat mm. and fish to, or drain right. for farming. So we're talking about the marsh like Kaya's body to be used. Um so going on, Kaya's knowledge of critters, currents, and cattails intrigued him, but he had no interest in learning the shells or feathers himself and questioned her when she scribbled notes in the journal or collected specimens. Which is uh, her He just life. doesn't care. Yeah, it's her it's whole her life. life. He obviously doesn't care about her interests or anything like that. So it, it's apparent every time she tries to tell him something about the marsh. Right. Um, so one character I fell in love with was Tate's father, um, Scupper. Yes, um, Scupper. So I just want to give that guy a moment. Um, Shout out, Scupper. Such, he is such a loving and such a great dad. Yep. And after just having Father's Day and that kind of thing, um, uh, shout out to all the fathers out there. Yes. Um, so he gives he gives Tate all that he has, and while it's not much, you can see how you can see that he just loves his son mm-hmm. and wants to make the world for him. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, going to the question, Scupper. <laughs> always said that a true man is someone who will do whatever it takes to defend a woman. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, sure. I love Scupper too. I I find that what um, the sentiment that was brought into the book, I I like that it was because it prefaces how Tate treats Kaya at the end when he is finally there for her. I think it makes sense. And I think it it prefaces it so you can expect that that's to come. Uh, I think a, a true man would defend a true woman. I think is what I would say. I don't think a man should defend a woman just because. Like, we all need to be held accountable for our actions. And there are people who who do bad things. And I think in Tate's case, he defended Kaya because he loved her, um, Mm -hmm. which is a different thing. So, I don't know. I, I... I don't think it should always play out this way, though, especially if you know a person has done something, like, just morally terrible like i think that there's there's a part to this sentiment that's like a real man will defend a woman no matter what assuming that women are always like these innocent little things which kaya did not end up being an innocent little thing never but i I still think in their case he loved her so it, it makes sense why he did it i just i think that in general this sentiment is 
cute. I think it's important to the book. Uh, I think it maybe doesn't give it doesn't give credit to it. It's it doesn't give credit to bad women. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I get <laughs> like, that. I get it. What do you think, um, Devin? <laughs> so for me, like in regards to the saying, um, a true man is someone who will do whatever it takes to defend a woman. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, while Hollywood and the movies make a big ordeal and overplay the knight in shining armor, yes, um, whole thing. <laughs> um, men are instinctively t- territorial and yep. will defend what they love. Um, so there are many. And it pains me. Like there are many stories from the news um, that I've read or I've seen where a husband has put his life on the line, where he covers mm-hmm. um, his wife's body um, when there um, is a shooter in the room or something, mm-hmm. and he doesn't make it, but she makes it. So it's just like um, it takes bravery, it takes strength, it takes yeah. a heart of gold to put your life on the line for someone that you love. Sure, um, and a true man will not just defend, but also support and honor that woman. I love um, that. I just which think... Chase, which Chase was never able to do. No, and I think that's more where this this sentiment is important to the book because it comments on how Tate's a, a real man and Chase really isn't. Right. Um, but I also think... Of course, this is in the 50s and 60s, but I also think yeah. it would do better. The phrase would do better. A real man would defend a true woman or a true person would defend a true person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there but are ways. Tate was all... No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, no go I ahead. was just going to say there are ways that in a certain sense that women also have this territorial nature, especially about their children. So oh, yeah. I... Mother bears pop. <laughs> yes. And it's sort of like. I don't know. I feel like it was mentioned mainly for, for purposes of the book. Yeah, no, I agree. And and Tate was always going to be that guy for yes. Kaya. He was always going to be that true man to support her. Um, whether she wanted yeah. him to be there or not. Like, she didn't want him That's to true. visit her at the She didn't, she didn't want him to be at the jail. Back. And he kept coming. And he kept coming. She was like, finally, I'll let you come. Like, I'll let you visit me at the jail. Thank God um, for so Tate, just, man. It was just a good guy. Yeah, no, thank God. And uh, so the next question is one that I'm excited to hear from you about. So how do you feel about the big reveal at the end? Wow. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to say. It's just like a huge, like those last few pages, those last like two chapters in a sense are just like huge. Big Um, deal. I can't get over how coy owens was and revealing this to her readers like it was just like small little pieces throughout that kind of came together i Um, loved it all along we get these snippets of poetry from this random poet amanda hamilton but it isn't until the very end after her death that kai reveals that she was the poet after all after all um and not just that but her last poem all but confirms that she did in fact kill Chase. I mean, come on. I like, love it. Dang. Uh, um, it's perfect. It's the perfect end for this book. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm not going to lie. I thought I I thought it was Tate in the end because I thought Kaya was too obvious um, mm-hmm. to be the the person yep. who takes down Chase. So I, I thought like there were hints and pieces leading to it being Chase. And I, I'm sorry, not Chase. Tate that mm-hmm. um, killed Chase um, because he was he wanted to defend um, Kaya, but Kaya doesn't need to be defended at all times. No, nope. she is able to take care of herself. No, she does um, not. Do I think she was right in killing him? 
No, but she grew up in the laws of nature, not the laws of man. And in nature, when you mess with the female, she takes you down. So I don't promote what she has done, but I don't condemn her actions either. Right. Yeah. And I this this ending, I think it was the perfect way to end the book. But I have to admit that I knew all along she had done it. Like you thought so? It was set up that way. Like so the first hint that we were given, I, I knew from the very first hint that we were given, especially um Kaya's first encounter with the firefly. The female who kills the oh, male after we, having sex. We do get sex. those snippets of nature. I every I was like from that very moment. Oh well, the murder that's being set up here was done by Kaya. Uh, I think it's referenced throughout <laughs> the entire book. And I, of course, like you said, never advocate for killing. Never. I advocate thought it was for too obvious. So that's why I was like, it has to be. There's got to be some other way. Yeah, it, it because, seemed because obvious. She was leading into that. I, it seemed obvious, but we never had a moment. At least I don't think where Tate was looking at the horrors. I mean, I guess we did get like his dad saying a true man defends a woman. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, there was just so much leading to the fact that Kaya would, um, if she had to, would defend herself. And right, I, I think so. Of course, I would never advocate for killing. Any person, any <laughs> life, never should be taken. I think Kaya had some issues going on. And I think... That's why she was ultimately okay with something like this. However, it seemed a fitting end for the tale and dare I say a fitting end for Chase Andrews. <laughs> um, you may say. You may I'm say. allowed. But so that's that's kind of where I fall on that. No, I agree. Um so moving in along those same lines, do you think Tate knew all along or was this as big of a reveal to him as it was for the audience? Good question. I think, honestly, he had an idea. I think he tried to put it out of his head. Uh, I think it was hard for him to read it in plain text when he found the poem. I think he always wanted to believe she would never do something like that, but I think he had an idea, mainly because at the end, he took the shell necklace and hid it in the water, and then Mm -hmm. he threw the poem in the fire. He was continuing on, as he had his whole life, protecting her secrets. I feel like it would have been a different kind of ending if chase had no idea at all you know yeah so i'm not sure like i I don't see how it could never have come up in conversation when they spent 40 plus (laughs) years of their life together afterwards like how could it not Mm. have approached the subject um so it's hard to me to believe that he could not have questioned what really happened to chase but i guess they kind of just like wanted to let it die in the courtroom and move on from the situation and be better and stronger from what happened. Um, but still, I'm just like, you didn't ever question, you didn't ever think to ask I know. <laughs> Maybe he just didn't want to know. Like, I feel That's like true. Just, Maybe he know. was like, I'll let her, I respect her for who she is and whether or not she has done what I right. think, like, we're going to move on together. He also hated Chase. So I don't feel yeah, like maybe did. it as would have been the when, worst thing. When, he, when, she's on her, when she's on his boat, um, on Tate's boat, and she's trying to like hide her face because she doesn't want um, Tate to see what Chase, like she got punched in the face multiple times. So he doesn't want, uh, she didn't want him to see that. And I was just like, oh, it's so painful when he right? sees her for the right? first time. He's like, oh. what? happened to you mm-hmm. and she's like oh i ran to a door she's like no you didn't don't lie to me oh <laughs> I, can see right I know you. that's why i'm like so he kind of like doesn't care that he found out like th- it does talk about him having a throbbing pain in his chest when he mm-hmm. found out maybe because it just brings back bad memories and he didn't sure he didn't absolutely want it's a tragic time for both of them this. yeah but i think he may have 
probably figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there um, were pieces leading to it. But. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so last question, as we always ask, mm-hmm. do we ship it? So although my heart might never fully forgive Tate for what he did, Kaya did, and so I have to give in to both of them. Um, I think they are both great people, and I think they are meant for each other. They complete Mm -hmm. each other. Um, They just help each other learn in life, and I think that's ultimately what we all want in a relationship. Yeah, I ship it. Like, there are some things I would change, but overall, this story is so cool. It's descriptive, and their relationship, while not the most conventional, is really beautiful. Um, I just have to say, I really don't like Chase. I feel like more than anything... (laughs) You you repeat that multiple times. We understand you don't like Chase. More than anything, that's something that I just (laughs) was the most certain in my mind, is that I didn't like him. As with Tate and Kaya, I like them together, though I think the story in its fullness was more about Kaya and her life oh, and the yeah. things she no, went was, through than the two of them together. It centered on her and growing. And exactly. That's why it ended with, the way it did. And yeah. then that's why I was like, okay, I shipped these guys, but I don't think that was the point. So, And it was a beautiful death for her too. Um, yeah. In the sense that she is out on her boat in the marsh and she just becomes one with it fully I know. and completely. She just dies on her boat. And it's marsh. like, so I think that's really you know, cool. it, it's, it's a very symbolic and I think mm-hmm. the whole thing. The whole thing is just beautiful. Yeah. But Okay, so now that we have talked crawd ads, let's read some comments from the audience. Let's do it. So our first comment comes from Amy. So thank you for reaching out, Amy. Um, and I'll read it. I love this book because I loved Kaya's character. I also loved Same. Kate as a partner for her right up until he broke her heart and mine. Nothing ever <laughs> quite made up for that in my eyes. But at least he tried. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, so don't feel bad. Um, he, <laughs> obviously, he obviously loved her, but he just wasn't strong enough as a man yet to realize the enormity of his feelings and the awesomeness mm-hmm. of Kaya as the one-of-a-kind person she is. He just needed time to grow up. One would think it would have been Kaya that was immature in such matters, having no frame of reference for much of anything resembling a relationship let alone a healthy one. But it was Tate's immaturity that led to lost time together. I wonder if that was due to their gender difference. It does seem like males chicken out in matters of the heart and often avoid their feelings (laughs) more than females. I mean, you're kind of right. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) So just a topic for discussion. I love it. uh, While in real life, I don't like the idea of second chances for someone, who deeply hurt a person like dating while dating, there's no commitment such as marriage that they vowed to make work. In my mind, if someone hurts you deeply during the beginning of relationship, they'll likely continue to do so. I don't, I don't like watching someone wait around for a person they like to come around. I think they should move on in their instances. Because of this, I didn't think I'd ever root for Kaya and Tate again. However, I did indeed start to root for them again. I still mm-hmm. maintain that Kaya is too good for Tate, yep. but I at least felt like he understood that too. So when the drama of Chase's death faded and it was just Kaya and Tate together on the marsh and it made me smile. When two people are alone together and in a relationship for so long, they get to really know each other often better than they know themselves. So this begs the question, did Tate know? If so, when did he know? Is it possible to have a great love and keep a secret of this magnitude? 
we asked the same question. So it's really yep. interesting that you this brought it up. This is great. Um, also, because I just have to add it. Jumpin' and Mabel were also amazing characters whom I loved in this book. I love so. this because the commentary is great. And also, like, I love how you went back and forth with, well, whether or not you kind of shipped it. And then you you made some amazing questions at the end. Like, yeah, these are really all things great. that are still left in my mind, too. So thank you, Amy, for that. That's a great analysis. Um, the next comment comes from Katie. Thank you, Katie, for reaching out. So I could not put this book down because I genuinely fell in love with the main character, Kaya, which seems to be a theme a between theme. a lot of people. <laughs> um, she is raw and strong and vulnerable. My favorite part of the entire novel was the descriptive language the author used throughout. I really got to know each of the characters. The relationship between Kaya and Tate in particular was beautifully written. Couldn't agree more, Katie. Um, Tate cares Mm -hmm. for Kaya, but she does not rely on him, which enhances her even more so as a strong female lead. I think that Tate ultimately is the best partner for Kaya. Thank you for that. I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Thank you so much, Katie, for sharing your love for this book. Um, And moving on, let's announce our next episode. Yay! Okay, so this next one was my pick for episode eight. As we mentioned earlier, Devin loved crawdads, so we took a dive in for episode seven. But for episode eight, I got to pick. So for our next episode, we will be discussing Jane and Rochester from Jane Eyre. This book is one of my absolute favorites. Can you guys tell what kind of books I'm into? Given Pride (laughs) and Prejudice and Jane Eyre (laughs) being my favorites. Um, But I'm so excited to talk about this strange couple and figure out if we ship it or not because the book is eerie and it's cool and it's well written and you get so much inner dialogue. I'm so excited. Yeah, it is really true iconic novel so <laughs> it really I love is it. and with so that we've reached the end of our episode um thank you all so much for listening we so appreciate all of you um if you'd like to comment on jane Eyre or send along some couple ideas please reach out our email is we ship it podcast at gmail.com or find us on social media we also have a website you can join our forum and read our blog at we ship it slash we ship it yes and one quick announcement before we end our dear friend helped us bring the podcast to youtube it's a big moment youtube 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 so please find us on youtube and describe he or describe please find us on youtube and subscribe he did awesome work on the videos and we love him he wanted to remain anonymous but we love you you know who you are um Thank you all so much for your support and for listening. We love you all. See you next week way out yonder where the crawdads sing.